welcome into another episode of Home Field Advantage and Filling Up. My name is Will Highland. I am joined by my two co-hosts, Cam Kiesa and Kyle Diesel. How's it going today, guys? Excited to talk some NFL football. Well, it's football season. All right, yeah. Kyle, what about you? Oh, I'm excited. A few days away from opening night. Bills Rams. Yeah, yeah, we're only, oh yeah, and you being a Rams fan, you get the early treat. Uh, yeah, that'll be here before we know it. Less than a week, right? Or about a week? Yeah, about a week from tomorrow. Week from today. A week from today, yeah, today's Thursday. Oh, God, thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, and guys, I woke up this morning, walked out to my car. I saw some leaves on the ground. It was about 55 degrees, and it was a little bit crisp, and I thought, all right, this is a great day. Maybe it's good that we had to postpone until today because A, as Kyle just said, it's a week out from the season. And B, it feels like fall for the first time. Do you have like a GPS going on in the background? I do. All right. No worries. No worries. You just want to, maybe that I'm GPS. Sorry. No, maybe that's like the good conscience in your ear that's going to tell you that like the Pats actually are a playoff team. Anyway, we'll get. <laughs> oh, here we go early. Here we go. I, I, I guess that's a good place to start, though, fellas. Uh, for you, our listeners, this is an NFL preview show. We're going to go through every division uh, one by one, and we're going to go through our playoff teams eventually at the end um, of each of each conference. And then ultimately the Super Bowl winner and MVP. So I I just made my joke about the Patriots right there. So I guess I'll start with the AFC East then, and then we can we sounds can good. There. So guys, in the AFC East, it, it's going to feel very similar to how it felt for the Brady years, except in this case the Bills are in control. Um, so I think the Bills comfortably win this division. Then I see the Patriots. Then I see the Dolphins, and then I see the Jets, who continue to struggle as they develop uh, their young roster. Cam, how how are you out there with in rel, in rel, uh, in relativity to my picks? Well, well, we, me, and you are on the exact same page. Actually, I have Buffalo comfortably winning the division, New England second, and then I had I had some debate about third, but I have Miami over New York. If New York had a quarterback that I liked. I would consider them to be higher in this division, but I just, I'm not a Zach Wilson guy. Yeah. And, and he, he has an injury thing going on right now too. Um, he's hurt again. I mean, he's hurt every year. I mean, he's been hurt two years in a row. I mean, I just, it's hard to, it's hard to stick with the injured guy. Kyle, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time debating you two. I have the same thing set up as you guys. Bills at number one, Patriots at number two. Like Cam said, I really want to put the Jets up there. They have so much talent and potential, but their QB, they can't get there. So Miami's taking the three side, and then number four has got to be the Jets. Yeah, we're all yeah, we're all kind of in agreement there. Um, let's move on to the North because I think in the North things might get shaken up a little bit. Um, I guess we'll keep the same uh, we'll keep the same uh, order here. Uh, I'll go with the Ravens in first place. Um, I think the Bengals will be in second place. I think the 
let's see what do I have in third. I think the Browns will be in third by a hair. And then I think the Steelers will be in fourth and those two will be very close, but that's how I see it. Cam. Well, if you, the viewers can't see my reaction, but I have Cincinnati Bengals winning this division. I am a huge Burrow guy. I really, I love Cincinnati here. I have Baltimore second. I have Cleveland third and Pittsburgh fourth in a rebuilding year where I think we'll see Pickett quite a bit for Pittsburgh, but there we go. Kyle, where are you in, uh, in, re- in relativity to us? I mean, I have to say that it's going to be a tight division between the Ravens and Cincy. Let's agree on that. But I have to agree with Will. I really think the Ravens are going to take number one spot due to their entire team is finally healthy from last year. They got their starting defensive corners back, all three running backs back. And then I, I, just, I just don't see Cincy having their defense yet. Since he doesn't have their defense ready, so they're going to be the number two. Three uh, I, is definitely. I'm feeling. I'm going with the Steelers. As three, I'm the starting QB for half the season. Yeah. So, and then the Browns at number four. All right. Well, I think we're a little bit different. It seems like Kyle's a little bit different than me, but a, kind of similar. And then you and Cam are sort of similar as well. So. Here's where I'm looking at. Unlike the AFC East, it's not as cut and dry because you have a lot of mobile teams that have gotten better and gotten worse. Like, I think the AFC East, the Pats and the Bills were stayed kind of the same. They didn't get better, but they didn't get worse. Miami got slightly better and the Jets got slightly better, but they're still the young. In this North, I think the Ravens really underperformed in 2021. I think, like, obviously no one except maybe a few people. I thought the Bengals were going to be a playoff team. I didn't think they'd win the division. So that was a surprise, but, and I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team. I think they're the, we're going to get to this, but I think they're the first wild card team. I think they're going to be the five. And I don't think it's going to be an, a huge gap between those two teams, but I just think the Ravens, as Kyle alluded to, they've, they've kind of had a, I think last year was an off year. They lost two close games where Harbaugh went for it and went for the two pointer instead of kicking a um, kicking an extra point. Right. So, and then they also had Lamar gone for a few of the final uh, few weeks. So I I think, I think the Ravens are kind of underperformed. And so I think they're going to bounce back. And like you said, they didn't have Dobbins and Gus Edwards last year. Um, So I don't know. I think the Ravens bounce back. And then I, I agree with um, I agree with you, Cam. I think the Steelers have a rebuilding year. Um, not this might be they might still be a nine and eight team, but that might not be good enough to win that uh, to make third place in that division. And then the Browns, we know what the Browns could be, and we're not going to touch that whole situation again, which we have talked about before. But I don't know. I just I'm I'm, I'm not feeling the Browns uh, with the amount of adversity albeit self-inflicted, uh, that they're going to face. You, How do you guys feel about that assessment? Well, let me just dive on that. So I'm the one Cincy guy here. So I'm just going to touch on the Ravens really quick. I Obviously, Raven, the Ravens had a couple of things go against them and going for the two-point conversions and a couple of close games last year. I, we're talking about distractions. Well, I think an underrated NFL distraction is the uncertainty of Lamar Jackson's contract. And I could see that potentially affecting 
maybe not his play directly, but maybe the team's play. NFL quarterback, the quarterback is the most important position in professional sports. And if that contract is not settled and a long-term deal is not reached, I think that can impact uh, Lamar and the team. In terms of Cleveland and Pittsburgh, I think Cleveland's just got too much uncertainty. We don't know what Watson is going to be six games, eight games, 17. We don't know. 14. Or is it 14? Something like that. Either way, honestly, any number that was above six is a problem for me. The backup, I believe, is Brissett at this point. And I don't, I think I don't see it with him. And Pittsburgh, I believe, is in a rebuilding situation, even with even with Tomlin. They're going to be competitive, but they don't have the firepower. Uh, I'm just a big, I'm a big believer in we're talking about teams that get better. I think you're going to see an even bigger increase in Burrow and Jamar Chase and even Mixon if he stays healthy. So I'm just, I'm riding the wave a little bit. I'm feeling that Cincinnati can win this division and I'm, I'm sticking with that. Right. And, and Kyle, before we jump in real quick, I just want to retort just something. So yes, Cincinnati can get marginally better. Like, compared to what we might expect or I mean they made the Super Bowl last year so it's hard to get better than that Mike uh-huh. one qualm with them is they're gonna play a first place schedule all right they're good gonna, point I don't know whether it's home or road but they're gonna go play Buffalo they're gonna go play the Chiefs and I know they beat the Chiefs twice last year but the Chiefs kind of have an axe to grind with them and let's be real the Chiefs are still the Chiefs right and then no doubt and then they're gonna play the Titans um you know and who almost stole a game from them last year uh, in the in the playoffs so I, I think there's I think there's a little the the Bengals are gonna have a huge target on their back Kyle would you agree they're gonna have a target on their back oh I totally agree especially for a team that young and wasn't expected to go far to the Super Bowl they got a lot of targets in their backs but the odds of them making it back I have to say are very slim the last time a team lost in the Super Bowl and went back was the Bills when they went back to back to back many moons ago but besides that point uh I do agree with Ken's point Ken makes some good points and good arguments there but this is the year for Lamar to kind of decide is he gonna get that money's worth or is he not gonna get that money's worth he's gotta decide this year despite what the Ravens have done to either bring in some all alignment from the draft or get some wide receivers, Lamar has to show up and show that he can throw between the lines here. Like it's, it's up to him this year. It's like, it's either in or out. This is what his fourth, fifth year. So he's got to, he's either in or out. This will decide the Ravens future. If not, since he's going to run this division for the next couple of years. And then the Browns and Steelers are definitely on the rebuilding I'd rather not talk about the Browns just because of what's going on over there. Their organization needs to figure itself out, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that's a good place. I think that's a good place to good place to, uh, to go there with, with that division is, is you, you've split it up into two, you know, you've got the top two that are jockeying and you've got the bottom two that are jockeying. I don't think there's going to be any movement between three and four becoming one and two or one and two dropping down to three or four, obviously barring a massive injury to like Jackson or Burrow or anybody. Um, But yeah, I I would say, I would say that's, that's fairly, um, fairly consistent takes among all of us, even if we disagree a little bit and we'll see who, when we reveal which of those teams might end up being the wild card, even Um, heading down to the South. uh, I think the South, in my opinion, is going to undergo a little bit of a change this year. So I like 
I like the Colts winning that division. I like the Titans uh, being second. I like the Texans being, sorry, the Jaguars being third and the Texans being fourth. All right. Wow. I'm shocked. Somebody agreed with me on this. Really? Well, I I have the Colts as well. I have the Colts winning this division. I have Tennessee in second. I have Houston third, actually. And then I have Jacksonville wrapping it up. That's where I'm going with that first. And I'll just make one point about the Colts. They were another candidate. Of, they were another team that lost. They had, they had a really bad loss to end their season. They had some close losses. They had some really questionable quarterback play. I think right. that roster is there. I mean, you look at Jonathan Taylor, you could say he's the best running back in football. He might be the he might be the best non quarterback MVP betting odds guy. Oh, dude, you yeah. stealing my thunder an hour. I, 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 I said he might. I said he might be. I said he might be. I'm not committing anything here. Um, <laughs> the only other thing in this division I'll say is I think Derrick Henry's health matters a lot for the Titans, and I'm I'm a little worried about that. So I'll leave it there for now. Kyle, what about you? Are you different or similar to us? Very similar, actually. I'd say definitely Colts number one. I've been predicting them to rise up the last few years. They haven't really reached that potential. Titans definitely dropped another number two, especially with the trade with AJ going down to the Eagles and then getting Robert Woods doesn't really make sense to me. And then I definitely have the Jags being third and Houston being number four at the end just because I think the Jags have more potential especially what they brought in compared to Houston right I and I'd agree with you there I think the Jags are better than Houston this year going into this year because you get Trevor Lawrence in year two all right so there's a little bit of development there and they don't have the Urban Meyer cloud right like that that's a lot of baggage all right they don't have that to deal with at this point he's back in the booth at fox big noon kickoff where he belongs um not on the coaching sideline of an nfl team and i i think i think that's going to benefit jacksonville and i think like you said they've got they've got some potential in their offensive players to rise up a little bit and and i'm not they're not going to make the playoffs or anything but they're going to be better than houston because i think houston Houston doesn't really know if they want to tank yet either. I think, um, like, because if Houston ends up with a top five pick, you know, they could go. Tr- they could go after a guy like Bryce Young in next year's draft, right? So I think Houston might figure out, hey guys, you know, we've read we rid ourselves of the Deshaun Watson mess. Davis Mills is a cute little uh, bridge project, but what we're really interested in is getting the next franchise quarterback. And I don't think Davis Mills is that guy. I think he's. I think he's a solid. B plus backup quarterback in this league, but I think the Texans are might tank because I think they might want a guy like Bryce Young uh, next year. And and then you know as far as the top two teams are concerned, Kyle, you mentioned uh, that you've been seeing the Colts on the rise, and then Cam, you mentioned that uh, you like what India has in around their skilled position, and you mentioned their poor quarterback play last year. They added a former NFL MVP and Matt Ryan. Now I know Matt Ryan isn't like might or might not be the Matt Ryan of five or six years ago, but Matt Ryan is a hell of a lot better in the clutch, in my opinion, than a guy like Carson Wentz. All right. So Carson Wentz, you get, you basically swap those two out and you keep the Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. And you, you got that great defensive line and good offensive line. I think, and the Colts manhandled the Pats last year. Uh, I, I think, I think this Colts team 
and we'll get to it in a little bit. I think this Colts team could make some noise in the regular season um, as well. You guys have any other thoughts on the Colts, Titans, or Jags Houston debate? Because it does kind of seem like, again, we're heading into splitting the divisions in two a little bit. I just want to touch on Houston a little. I think I'm I'm more high on Houston than you two fellas, I believe. So, Will, I got to just – I'm jumping around a little bit, but you talked about Trevor Lawrence in year two. You really can't count last year. To me, that was a complete waste of a year for him. So, to in my heart, in my estimation, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie this year. This would be his first real NFL experience with a real NFL coach with a real chance to lead a team. So we'll see what he really has. I don't count anything against him last year, but to me, you might as well put a red shirt on that last year because of all the problems, adversity, and dysfunction of that franchise. And to touch on your point about Houston tanking, they were trying to tank last year, right? But under Coach Scully, they still won, I believe, four games. And they were in other games. They were in with the Patriots for a while as well. So that group with Coach Lovey Smith now is a really prideful and competitive group. So I don't again, they're not a playoff team to me, but I don't I don't see a last place finish for them. And just one more piece about Tennessee. What about the underrated story of the quarterback battle in Tennessee? Have we seen the peak of Ryan Tannehill here? I think we have. And the question is now Malik Willis. He's cheaper. He's there. He's younger. That's going to be a factor, I believe. I would be interested to see if the Titans end up trading midseason, maybe not midseason, because it's hard to trade quarterback midseason, you know, and then I guess training camp would have been the time to do it. They end up trading Tannehill in the offseason. I, I would not be surprised at all. If they like what they see from Malik in practice this year, and if Tannehill has any more of those three interception games and it matters, he he'll be on his last leg in Tennessee. It's my opinion. Kyle, what about you? What what do you think the Titans what what specifically about the Titans beyond what you mentioned with the AJ Brown trade? Where where are they where else are they getting worse? I mean, if you look at it, like we said, like like Cam brought up, Derrick Henry's health. He's been getting hurt consistently the last few years. And then we talked about, like I just said, AJ Brown. Why are you trading your best receiver away? Is your probably your best weapon besides Derrick Henry offensively. And trade for uh, Robert Woods was a much smaller receiver who was definitely a better number two than a number one. Makes me question what they're trying to do offensively and defensively. They weren't a top 10 defense and they haven't really brought anything in from even this offseason for free agency. They didn't bring any signings in, which is shocking me, which makes me, makes me seem like they're trying to tank and get, get ready for the new rookie quarterback to make his way for the future. Yeah, I, I think the, I think Tennessee blew their window. Right. Like I think there you I, go. They, had, they had like a four year window where they were like pretty good. Right. Dating back to, I want to say like the year that they, the year they actually fired their coach after they made the playoffs and then sort of started a new rebuild. I want to say that was like five years ago. Uh, and then they, they brought in Tannehill and they had the rise of Derrick Henry and they had these nice young receivers. Um, and then one of them get, ends up with the jets. The other one ends up now with the Eagles and, now you're kind of left looking around and like Derrick Henry is awesome still, but how much longer are you going to put the load on his shoulders? So yeah, I think Tennessee blew their opportunity because now the Colts have, the Colts have retooled and, um, and they, they really didn't capitalize on being in a piss poor division. Now, if we're talking about the opposite of a piss poor division, we'll head out West because I think out West, we have potentially the best division of football. Um, I would say it's, 
probably the AFC West. Um, I know, in my opinion, a lot of people have um, been blowing a lot of smoke about this division, um, and for good reason. But my take is the Chiefs still win the division. All right. I think the Chiefs are still winning that division. I think the Chargers are in second place. I think the Raiders are in third place. I think the Broncos are in fourth place. Um, Tough, huge, tough, uh, tough, tough to sort out. I think I could be wrong about any one of those bottom three, but Cam, what do you got? This was my second most difficult decision of the night. I spent a lot of time on this decision. By a hair, I think Kansas City wins this division over the L.A. Chargers. I was really, I'm going to quote the great Will Highland: the Chargers are going to charge her. Uh, you still, what is it, Will? You can't take the no, San Diego. Take, help me out. Take the Chargers out of San Diego, but you can't there it take is. San Diego out of the Chargers. That's my only reason for that. I also have, I have Denver third and I have Oakland, or excuse me, L.A., or sorry, or last L.A., Las Vegas Raiders last in this division. Kyle? Cam, I have to agree with you. I see either first place going to either the Chargers and or the Chiefs. And I'm sorry, well, Denver's definitely taken third place with Russell Wilson now signing that deal a few days ago. And, I mean, he lost a few offensive weapons because of injuries, dumb stuff they've done on their part for wide receivers. Um, But I, I just don't see the Raiders doing anything. Well, they do defensively. They brought in anyone to help they them get Adams. They brought in Chandler Jones, and they brought in another uh, linebacker whose name I can't remember. And that didn't—that's not going to help them too much. All right, all right, all right, all right. So here's my retort: since I seem to be the one that thinks the Raiders are better than the Broncos this year, um, I'm not a big Raider guy. I think the Raiders constantly underachieve. All right, so I'm not saying they're going to be amazing and bringing in McDaniels and it's going to be, but think about what they went through last year with the, uh, we've been talking about turmoil a lot, right? With the Browns, with the Jaguars, they went through the experience of John Gruden leaving in disgrace. All right. They have, they brought in the best receiver in football to a lot of people. I still think it's Cooper Cup, but they brought in Devonte Adams. All right. And, and, and they did bring in um, Chandler Jones, who's a veteran defensive presence, friend of McDaniels, probably. So despite what the Raiders have done, I'm going to look over at the Broncos. And I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you guys a question. How different are these Broncos from the Seahawks that Russell Wilson car- carried or was forced to carry for the majority of his career? And... The post-Super Bowl Seahawks, not the Seahawks from early on when they had an amazing defense, but the Seahawks that Russell Wilson was supposed to carry on his back with a better coach, all right? So Pete Carroll was a better coach. So my question about the Broncos is they're not that much different than the Seahawks teams that we saw underachieve the last three or four years in a loaded division, in a division that had the Niners and the Rams and the Cardinals on the ascent, a very similar division to the one that we see here. So I'm not saying the Broncos are going to suck. I think they're going to beat up all four are going to beat up on each other. All right. Hey, but there you go. but I, I, they're, not, they're just not going to, they're not going to, you know, over, over uh, do it. Like everyone thinks they are, you know, when, as soon as Russell went out West, look, I think the Broncos are still better than a lot of teams in the AFCs, which we'll get to, but 
I just don't see them being better than all three in year one with Wilson. They might, as I might get to still make the playoffs. Um, but it's, it's just not, it's just not in the works for me that they're going to win the division or finish above third. I'll give you guys third, but I don't think they're finishing above third. Well, well, for the record, I just want to get on the record here and say, I am not above Denver's not above third to me in any world in this, in this, in this year. Um, one point about Wilson and underachieving teams, he hasn't been healthy in the last couple of seasons. The running back situation in Seattle, a lot of injuries there with Chris Carson as well. I'm a Russell Wilson defender. He's been absolutely trashed in the media the last 18 months. And I, I don't think it's really justified. I want to see what he's like healthy. And if he's healthy and, he, and then if, under, if we don't win, if they don't win a lot when he's healthy, then I'm with you. But I, I believe a lot of his intangibles. And I still believe last time he was really healthy, he was an MVP candidate. So I know it's been a few years, but something tells me I'm still with Wilson a little bit here. But the, the most fun team to talk about in this division is not Denver or the Raiders or the Chiefs. It's the Chargers. What a fun what a fun team this could be. For those who know, I love Justin Herbert. And now the question for the next 10 years is, would you rather have Herbert or Joe, Joe Burrow? I think that's a fair question to ask now. Um, with the addition of J.C. Jackson as well in that Chargers defense, Defense has always been the question for the Chargers. I think it's going to be a fun team. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. the team I'm looking forward to talking about more Bosa than anybody else. They still got Bosa up front as well. They do. I think they're going to – listen, you said it yourself. We always laugh and joke about the Chargers making full, right special team mistakes, foolish mistakes. I thought Stokely cost them last year with his questionable coaching decisions, to say the least. If they clean everything up, well, to me – that's a 12-13 win football team, no questions asked. Kyle, were you on the A, the Broncos compared to Seahawks teams that Russell Wilson has been forced to carry, and B, the Justin Herbert hype? Well, one, I'm going to join Cam. I've loved Herbert since he's entered the league. I loved him in college. So going off that, I see them going far. I see him kind of doing what the L.A. Rams are doing have done the last few years with Sean McVay, bringing in a top corner, having two defensive ends that can rush the quarterback, have a quarterback who can sling the ball around, top three. three. They have three great wide receivers. Don't get me wrong there. And a great running back. I see him cop in L.A. is just getting stats this year. Um, going over to the Denver and Raiders side, I just see Russell Wilson having better experience in ball control compared to Derek Carr and the Raiders. I mean, yes – like I can't alluded to that Russell Wilson's been hurt, but he's been able to carry his team. I mean, when he was playing with the Seahawks, he had to face Aaron Donald twice a season. And for anyone trying to face that man is crazy. So now he's being able to relax. Especially if he has a helmet no in real. his hands. Yeah. So besides that, Russell Wilson doesn't really have to run for his life as much. He can stay more in the pocket because most of his threats are going to be DMs from the outside. I don't see a real threat as a D tackle rushing up the middle. So he'll have plenty of time and patience to throw the ball, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still like the Broncos. I think the Broncos do have a good roster. Javante Williams, I think as at this point will still be a slight upgrade over Melvin Gordon, who I believe has is past his prime. Uh, and then, you know, I, I I guess my just comparison is I look at the Broncos, I see, okay, you got Russell Wilson, you've got an okay defense, 
You've got a couple sharp shooting wide receivers here. Jerry Judy, we'll see what happens with him now that he's been in trouble. Uh, you know, and, and it's like Cortland Sutton, Sutton's coming off an injury. All right, so there's a couple question marks there. This looks a lot like a Seattle Seahawks team that I saw finish, what, nine and seven, eight and eight. For So that's my question. And that's just, as you two both know, with the Chargers being as good as they are and the Raiders improving and the Chiefs being who they are, that's just not going to cut it in the AFC West. Well, can we just, can I just mention, we've been on this division for a few minutes now and nobody's mentioned the Chiefs. How about that? Right. Look at this this division. So I want to ask a question to you, you fellas here. Nobody's, nobody seems to be worried about Patrick Mahomes without his main guy, Tyreek Hill. Right. I'm a little, I mean, are are there any concerns there at all? I mean, what is this offense going to look like without Hill? It depends on what your def- definition of concern is, right? So, obviously, Sammy Watkins is out, and so is Tyreek Hill. So, they have lost a few pieces there. Um, so, is your definition of concern that he's not going to throw 50 touchdowns? In which case, yeah, that's a concern. Well, my question to you is, I mean, forget about – for the Chiefs now, it's about winning, right? Because they've, they've had all these records. I mean, right. to me, it's about winning another championship. Right? Okay. Yeah. When, when Patrick needed to go somewhere. In a couple minutes, why they're still – going to win the AFC in my opinion is because is because Cam and this is actually a great segue to talk about the playoffs because the Chiefs fit in that mold they will pull games out of their ass now they weren't able to do it in the AFC championship because Mahomes threw the maybe in his entire career the first bad pick he's ever made he threw in in the playoffs in that AFC title game I'm with you that was like the first bad playoff game he's really had start to finish. Now he's had some bad ones. Even his Super Bowl was real. His two Super Bowl perform- performances, excuse me, have been piss poor. You know, compared particularly to- the second one, particularly right. when he faced Brady, that was awful. Right. So he, he was lucky that Jimmy G threw an interception of his own in his first Super Bowl. So I'm not saying that the Chiefs are indomitable, but I think you bring them up for a good reason. They've owned the division, and until I'm until they show me that they can't win the division, they're winning the division because Tyreek Hill or not, you know Andy Reid is going to figure out a way to you know scheme up an offense that works. They still got Travis Kelsey, not a huge Clyde Edwards Hilaire guy. Um, You know I think their defense is still you know slightly average, but they have Mahomes. Well, bottom line, they got Patrick Mahomes still, right? I'm with you on that. Obvious Trump yeah. Kyle, where are you on the Chiefs? I'm a little bit concerned, especially like these McCann brought up, Tyreek Hill leaving. That's a huge concern for me offensively because Tyreek Hill kind of did a little bit of everything. Did some screen plays, did some run plays. I mean, he's a guy who literally need to put two people on to guard him because he's so fast. And now you put Juju Smith out there, I could still put one guy on him. He's not going to beat me like Tyreek Hill. But now you can double-team Kelsey. And Mahomes, I don't know what he was last year. Yeah, he made the Chiefs go all the way, but he didn't look like the Mahomes the last four years. I don't know what happened. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's the media getting to him. About well, Kyle, maybe we're a little spoiled his... with Mahomes, though, buddy. We're a little spoiled with Mahomes. I mean, that's my thought. Well, also, guys, did, t- did Tyree uh, Kill benefit more from Mahomes or did Mahomes benefit more from Tyree Kill? Okay, so I think Tyree Kill's actually going to go to Miami and not be that great because Tua can't throw him the ball 60 yards down the field if he's wide open. Mahomes can. All right, so Tyree Kill is awesome, I guess, from a football standpoint. I kind of think he's a, you know, 
average to below average human being if you read up on him. Uh, but agree. But from a football standpoint, yeah, Tyree Kill, I guess, is great. But I mean, it took Mahomes throwing balls out of his ass to get the to get it downfield to him. All right. So I don't know if he if he made Mahomes or if Mahomes might actually just benefit from not having to feel like he needs to just chuck the ball downfield 70 yards every time Tyreek Hill runs a go route. So yeah, I'm I with think, this might I be a, this might be a moot point though, Will, because I think like you're saying, even if even if we don't have Hill there for the Chiefs, I think they're going to be fine offensively. Now yeah, you, right. you say you took Randy yeah. Moss off of the Patriots in 2010, and Brady still won the MVP. All right, so it's a great, I mean, yeah, I, I think receivers don't make quarterbacks. Quarterbacks make receivers. Okay, so I, I, I think I think um, I think that that's that's one thing on the on the Chiefs there, but. To me, I guess that this goes into my my picks, my playoff seedings. So I think the Chiefs still win that division. I think they're still the one seed. Um, I think even though they get beat up by the uh, rest of their division, I think they beat the Bills in the regular season, which gives them the home field advantage. Um, they've had home field advantage how many years now, it feels like, in the playoffs. Um, so they'll have that. I think the Bills are the two seed. I think the Colts are the three. Uh, I think the Ravens are the four. The Bengals are a five. The Chargers are a six. The Raiders are a seven. Um, and then the Broncos are an eight. Uh, Titans are nine. Patriots are 10. I know I'm going out of the playoffs here, but the Dolphins are 11. And then you get down to the bottom feeders. But yeah, I don't think... I don't think the Pats are a playoff team in 2022. I think their schedule's too hard early on. Um, and I think their schedule's too hard at the end. Uh, and then I don't think the Broncos make the playoffs uh, because they're going to get beat up in their division. Uh, and then I think the Raiders just barely squeak in. It's going to be the Raiders and Broncos battling for that final spot. And I think it's the Raiders ultimately that get it because they were a playoff team last year that got better. The Broncos, as Despite adding Russell Wilson, there's still some question marks with that roster. So that is that is my AFC. I guess we'll debate it in a second. Cam. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going Buffalo, number one seed overall. I have Kansas City at two. I have the Cincinnati Bengals as the three seed. Indianapolis Colts, the four seed. Give me the LA Chargers at the five. Baltimore Ravens six and a really fun last spot. I have Denver as my seven and will we agree about the battle? I really think actually there's a three team battle for that last spot, Denver, the Raiders. And I think the Patriots are in a battle for that spot, but I have them out of the playoffs as well. I'm concerned about the play calling, everything going on with the coaching staff in new England, concerned about the roster, concerned about the schedule. I'm concerned about, a potential sophomore slump for Mac. We'll talk more about this, but that's where I'm at right now. Kyle, what's your AFC ranks? I got the Bills at number one. They're just going to do what they normally do. has been dominating. Number two, I've got the Colts. I have confidence in Matt Ryan bringing up the Colts. Just because you have to look at their schedule of play in their division, it should be pretty easy for them to go all the way up there to number two. Number three, I have the Chiefs. Number four, 
I'm sorry, Cam. I got to go with the Ravens. Ravens are going to take that spot. And at number five, I see the Chargers squeaking in there for the wild card spot. And then right behind them in Cincinnati. I was really, I'm really tempted between switching the two because I can see the Ravens playing Cincinnati around as my thing there. And then the last one is probably got to be Denver. I, just looking at it, I think Denver has the best shot of making it. I mean, the Raiders also have a chance, but like you guys said, I don't think the Pats are going to have a chance with their schedule this year. Yeah, schedule's too hard with the Pats. And, you know, like, I believe in Mac Jones. I believe in the punter and the kicker. I believe in um, uh, what's their defensive lineman's name? Uh, Christian Barmore. Like, I believe in Devin McCourty as a leader. It's just like, I look around that roster and it, it, does, it doesn't spark confidence to me. Like, I think Devontae Parker will be a nice add offensively, but the Pats don't have an offensive weapon that you look at and, and that an opposing defense looks at and says, oh, shit, I need to stop him. Whereas literally every other, you know, AFC team outside of the quarterback has a position player, like whether it's Travis Kelsey or Diggs or Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins or a running back in or that you need to stop in Baltimore or Mark Andrews in Baltimore or any of the guys in Cincinnati or any of the guys in L.A., Austin Eckler or Devontae Adams or anybody in like they don't, the Pats just don't have somebody that you look at and you're like, we need to make sure he doesn't take over the game. Hunter Henry's probably their best offensive weapon. And I like oh, him, boy. but that's about it. Like, you know, like that's, he's probably their best offensive weapon. So it's not, I don't think the Pats are going to suck. I think they're going to be like nine and eight, but that in this AFC, that's just not good enough. Um, and, and you guys, you guys pretty much had a very similar list to me. And so I think, I think, the only areas we disagreed are things we talked about already. I think the Raiders Broncos is going to be a battle. Um, I think Ravens Bengals is going to be a battle. Um, but ultimately when you look at the AFC East, there's going to be three teams that fall out of the playoffs that were in it last year, the Titans, the Patriots, and the, um, and the, sorry, Titans, Patriots and Steelers. Yep. And then there's going to be the three teams that replace them, which are going to be the Ravens, the Chargers, and the Colts. And that that's how I look at it. Um, is there's a lot of teams in the AFC that got better, and there's a lot of teams in the AFC that stood pat. And in this AFC, you just can't stand pat. Just one, I want to play one one more question about the wild card that we haven't yeah. considered. Nobody mentioned Cleveland potentially. If they're able to survive with Brissett and win enough games, I know you're shaking your head at me, but oh, you got to shake the hell you want. But if Watson comes back, he's a great, he's a great quarterback. When he's healthy, when he's there, not healthy, but when he's when he's there, he's a top five quarterback. But he, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't like that, but we have to think about it. But when, when I think he's suspended 14 games now. Have we had a clear? Have we had I a confirmation had on a that? Second, I thought the NFL was pushing for 14 games. Well, what, what they're pushing for and what they're getting are two different things, okay. right? He's coming yeah. back. It's not, it's Houston not finalized. What was that? What's that? He's coming back against Houston. What I've been hearing and seeing is what the big setup is. That's that's gross. Uh, that they were going to make that his return something to celebrate in the NFL. Also, terrible. The the thing the thing about whether it's eight eight games, twelve games, fourteen games, whatever. 
if you lose, I mean, six games, and a lot of the a lot of the blame. Well, that's not what I'm saying. No, I'm saying if they're, if they're let's say it's just play with it for a second, okay? Well, let's say three. Well, no, no. Let's say if it's eight. What if they're four and four after eight games? Yeah, you're telling me they're not a contender for that third wild card spot. I think they're right I in the middle of it. At their schedule. I know they probably have a weaker schedule because they didn't make the playoffs last year. Um, but but what it, the thing that I can't get beyond and look a lot of the Deshaun Watson blame is misdirected. We should stop blaming the NFL and blame the perpetrator, which is him and this independent judge who has been a complete moron when it comes to the suspension. But if you take all the politics and outside of football stuff away from it and say yeah let's say we add this guy into the into the roster at the middle of the year yeah you're right they might contend but at that point you know what it what is it is it going like what is the dynamic of that locker room going to look like like what is no it's a a great point it's a great point what is the what are opposing defenses going to feel when they see that guy you know, guys who are fathers or husbands or whatever. So I, I don't know. I just there's a lot of other stuff. Going you give me give give me Denver's roster versus Cleveland Browns roster. Forget all the other stuff. Give me the rosters. I I probably like Cleveland's roster better. Who, tell you that? Really? really? I think it's I think it's pretty close. And I don't have the Broncos. And I like I like Denver not as much as you guys, but a Denver. I think Denver's better. I think Cleveland. Like who's their running back? Can you think of their running back? Because I can't. Nick I just Chubb. think Nick Chubb, really? Yeah, Chubb. I mean, listen. They're gonna take a big step back. Okay, what are the receivers like? Jarvis Cleveland's better. Cleveland, Cleveland's got Cleveland's got Miles Garrett, elite pass rusher. Okay, I don't know. I just I listen. I'm just listen, I'm not even picking Cleveland here. Cam loves the Browns. If Cam could be a Browns fan, he would be. But obviously, like more. I loved. Hang on. Players. I loved. I love Stefanski and Mayfield. I loved the pairing. I thought that was so the one. Gone. How'd that work? Oh, I thought that was the one. I'm just saying we can't just write them up if we don't like them. They're going to be okay? the 12. I think the Dolphins are better. I think. I I think that's just. I think that's. I think that's a little dramatic. I think that's a little dramatic. I think the Steelers, as we talked about, a little oh, bit, aren't that far behind. Uh, stop it. That's just. That's just. Uh, that's just because you don't like. All right, let's talk about who's better. We've been going. We've been going on the. <laughs> We've been going on the AFC for 40 minutes, uh, so which is a lot. Um, but, Kyle, let's start with you here, and we'll move west to east in the NFC. because And we'll start with your team. We started with our team earlier. Kyle, what do you think the NFC West is going to look like? Jeez, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, it's kind of similar to what happened almost last year. I think the Rams are taking the number one spot this year again. And I think number two is going to be the Niners. I do think the Niners are a lot better team. I don't know how good their rookie quarterback. I don't know. Even the offensive college is figuring out what their key situation is. I see being as unsure with Kyler Murray, especially with his contract and his Call of Duty play, um, but also with his health including DeAndre Hopkins. He missed half the year last year with the knee injury, so I don't know why he's going to be. And then Seattle, I'm sorry, they're on a rebuilding phase. They're definitely number four. Cam, what about you? We'll go to you next. Well, it's not so simple, Mr. Diesel, because the San Francisco 49ers are going to win this division this year. 
We'll get into that later. I have the Rams second. I have the Call of Duty Cardinals third. And then Seattle with the worst quarterback situation I've seen in quite some time. Pete Carroll said he he didn't have he has two ones. I think he's got two threes. They'll finish fourth in that division. I have some strong opinions on this division. We'll get into it in a minute. Oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some fire right now. Uh, I don't think. Oh, I'll just say it this way, and we'll get to this. I don't think the 49ers are a playoff team. Oh, I. Oh. I think they have a little bit of hubris going on. Um, number one, I think in this division is the Rams. They're the Super Bowl t- champions defending. You, they deserve the respect. They're winning that division. I think the Cardinals come in second. I think the 49ers come in third. And I think, oh. as you said, the Seahawks, the Seahawks might end up being the worst team in football. They You're hurting be, me. The Seahawks might end up being the worst team in football. That's my take. My other take about the 49ers is I actually know I'll hold this. We'll talk about it at the end. Or am I the last guy? I'm the last guy to go. Yes. I'm, the last guy. I'm, talk- I'm talking about it now. I think the 49ers have some sort of level of hubris. Like, Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's brought us to a super bowl, brought us to an NFC title game. We don't need to win with him. We're going to go with a guy who's played about three downs of football in the last four years or whatever it is. And he's going to be bring us right back where we want. Now, I could eat my words in a few months if, if they are really good. Now, and, and I'll be okay with that because crazier things have happened. I just find it ironic, Cam, how you find a guy like Trevor Lawrence who played 16, 17 games in the NFL in year one. And you're like, oh, well, the situation was bad. And uh, he's going to have a horrible year. He actually played football. He picked up the the thing with the with the uh, with the seams on it and threw it around last oh, year. Oh, I can't wait to get you with this one. All right, Ray Lance hasn't done that. I don't, uh, to my knowledge, uh, he might have ran a few random plays down in the red zone for the 49ers. Um, and the 49ers are one of the most injury prone teams in the entire league. All right, so I wouldn't be completely surprised if somebody like Debo, who was worked to the bone last year, gets hurt in week three. I wouldn't be completely surprised if a guy like George Kittle, who has been hurt the last few years, gets hurt again. Um, and the, the whole Kyler situation with the Cardinals, like, I agree with you guys. I'm not, I don't love them as a two, but, you know, they, and I don't love the Hopkins being suspended situation, but they've got a fast team. They still have some, young players i you know i do like cliff kingsbury as a coach um and, and and i think they're gonna barely be ahead of the niners and barely make it into the playoffs but i just don't see this niners team being as good as they have been because they're gonna they, they think they're better than they are and and they're letting a guy who's won them games sit on the bench and they're gonna regret that middle of the year and be like maybe we should have ran jimmy garoppolo out here so I, I love, first of all, I love that we have our first real debate. We have our first real debate. So first of all, that whole debate is you, you're assuming false pretenses on me is I don't believe Trey Lance will be the the starter for the full year. He is oh. a starter right now. He's a starter right now. And that's all well and good. And you compare that to Lawrence and Trey Lance. Listen, my whole basis of the 49ers is under the assumption as soon as they kept Garoppolo, my flags went off in my head and I, and I felt way more confident making this pick with their, with that running attack that they have. Okay. I'm really confident in the running attack. 
I love Debo. Okay. I don't believe that Lance will be the starter past week five. Okay. That's really my opinion. I think them, how many times have you seen a team go to a young quarterback and keep the incumbent on the roster? That's unheard of, right? If you go with a young guy, you get rid of the other guy. The, to the, show Ravens, his the Ravens did that in the middle of the year with Joe Flacco when they switched to Lamar, but that's really the only, but they, they kept him, but not really. But there was no question marks anymore, right? Yeah. Because that was yeah. Lamar's team, right? Yeah. And Lamar yeah. was pretty established at that point. Okay. Trey Lance, you will, you out with you, man. He's not established at all. He's, he hasn't played a meaningful NFL snap yet. Okay. And that's why I think keeping Garoppolo there, Trey Lance is not established. It's not his job forever. I think Garoppolo is going to be back in there. Okay. And even if, even if he's not, it's been shown quarterback play for this team for some reason has not mattered. It truly has not mattered to the same level that it's mattered for other franchises. That's a good point. I'll give and you if that. we want to, and if we want to argue about, I'm happy, the Rams deserve all the respect in the world. Okay, and I love Cooper Cup. I love what McVay's awesome. Stafford's become come alive again. We can argue about Rams and 49ers. I know I'm in the minority about the 49ers, but to put the Cardinals in front of the 49ers, oh my okay. goodness! Now, if you tell, if you told me, no, stop, stop. If you told me that before you run that point down. And now, I if, I'm on, if I'm on the same pretense as you that Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback, then yeah, I think they are better than the Cardinals. But if they're okay. going to run with Trey Lance all year, I just don't think Trey Lance versus oh. Kyler Murray with a Kyler Murray ha- might have a leap. He might have a worse roster, but he has more NFL experience. And then also the, the 49ers are injury prone. But if you told me that Garoppolo stays healthy all year, game manages their way in the in the in the rest of the roster stays healthy, then yeah, they're probably better than the Cardinals. But on right now, if they go with Lance, I don't I don't think so. Kyle, where are you on the Trey Lance, Kyler Murray, Cardinals Niners thing? I mean, I've watched film of Trey Lance this preseason and some from the practices, and he has not looked too hot, I have to say. Definitely when they signed Jimmy G back, I was a little surprised, but also wasn't surprised. It made me concerned, like, them basically saying, we don't trust a rookie quarterback at this moment. Saying, like, oh, shit, if we let Jimmy G go, we're screwed for the season. And they've literally got a pretty stacked team. Like I said, they beat the Rams twice last year in the regular season. Then playoffs, they fell apart. Um, but, like, you're talking about Kyler Murray, Trey Lance. Kyler Murray's better, but if you put Jimmy G in there, I think Jimmy G's better than Kyler Murray just because he has a better game management style compared to Kyler Murray. Plus, look at the team as a whole. The Porters have a better offensive set. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They've proven time and time again in this division they can win compared to the Cardinals who – by the time when's the next call did it come out? November, October. They kind of think like they did last year. Like I said, like I said last year, it depended on who got hot in December. Didn't matter what you did the first. Niners sets it up. Both teams play each other. The Rams went on. Uh, so like, like going off a little off topic there, but I do think that. Like Cam said, I think the Niners will eventually go back to Jimmy D, realizing, oh, shit, we fucked up. And that could cost them a playoff spot this year. 
Potentially, yes, but exactly. I think the NFC weak, so they may make it. I don't see you. I don't see one simulation. And I, this this is one of those. We'll put this in the Browns case of Browns category, but I don't see any situation unless there's catastrophic injury for the Niners where they miss the playoffs. I I'd bet a lot on them making the playoffs. Betting on the Rams win the division, that's fair. And I'm I'm taking a little bit of a flyer on the Niners in the division, maybe, but playoff berth, I, I I'm pretty confident with that. And I just love how we didn't mention uh, Seattle at all. That could be a one-win team easily. Just yeah, want to throw it out. They might be the worst yeah. team in the NFL. Because, yeah. like, the Jets and the Texans and some of these other – the Lions, I think they're all, like, like marginally better than last year. We all know that the, that the Seahawks are marge – like, not just marginally, significantly worse than they were last year without Wilson. Yep. Um, and it's not just about quarterbacks. We talk about quarterbacks a lot. The rest of that team, I'm looking around like, who the hell – It's got it. It's gone. there. Nobody, nobody that points out to me, it's like, oh, that's a guy's, you know, a superstar player. Um, okay, guys, so in the north, uh, I, I guess we'll work back the other way. I got the Packers, Vikings, Bears, then Lions. Is that pretty safe compared to you guys? I'm okay with that. I have one difference. I have Packers, Vikings, Lions, then Bears. I'm just I'm pretty high on Dan Campbell what they can do over there, but I think that's really a moot argument. This is a this is the Packers division, and the fun conversation here is really Coach Kevin O'Connell with Minnesota. How much better the offense is going to be? I think that's the real fun one here. But it's, this is Green Bay's division. Will agreed, agreed. And Kyle's coming back in. Kyle's coming back in here. Um, Kyle, where? Where do you see the uh, the Bears and Lions finishing in the NFC North, and what are you, what is your divisional pick? All right, if I cut it out again before I do, I got Vikings at number one, Packers number two, Lions number three, Bears number four. But if I do cut out, I'll come back and explain why I think that. All right, I like that. Okay, I like that, Kyle. Um, why don't, while you're still in, why don't you tell us real quick before you cut out again? Well, I like the Vikings because they just signed, as their new head coach, they signed the Rams offensive coordinator who won them, took them all the way to the Super Bowl. And they signed Kirk Cousins. This is Kirk Cousins last year. If he does not bring him to the Super Bowl or anywhere far in the playoffs, he's not safe. Let me get that across first. And that guy knows how to – Created offense. He made Cooper Cup be a triple crown winner, which he could probably do with Justin Jefferson. He's got Kirk Cousins, who's not that bad as a quarterback, but they need to figure out who the running back is going to be because Dalvin Cook gets hurt every year since he had his first knee surgery. So they got to figure out the running back. And their defense hasn't been bad. It's one of the top 10 defense the last few years. They just got to figure out their offense, how they're going to put points up the board. And I think they brought in the right guy. And the I, Packers, I, they don't. I don't see anything with them. Their wide receiver core. You don't see anything with the Green Bay Packers? Hold on, hold on. You don't see anything with the Green Bay Packers? With the second? Not with their wide receiver core. I'm I'm with Kyle on the receiver core. I don't know. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be amazing this year, but I think they're going to be good enough to win the division, and that's about it. So, like, the the, the thing, I'm sort of with you guys here. Like, I can see why Diesel went with the Vikings. I can see the argument. I think the Packers still win the division marginally. 
Um, I, the Vikings do have a talented roster. I mean, there's no they do. That. And they, you know, they do have a good younger coach. And, you know, there is question marks with Dalvin Cook and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, and their receivers, Tinglin and Jefferson are good. Their defense is, as Kyle said, a top 10 defense. So, like, they're not going to – I think they're going to be a playoff team. But the the Packers, I think, still will – like, much like with the Chiefs, they are going to win this division until proven otherwise. Um, and, and I don't like their receiving core either. I think they are the ones that have Sammy Watkins. Uh, and I just – it, they just don't strike. It doesn't. I don't have the same amount of confidence in the Packers, but I still think they're going to win the division. Bears, Lions, similar to you, Cam. I feel that I do like Dan Campbell and what he's building. Uh, I just think the difference between the Bears and Lions is pretty marginal. Uh, I think the Bears are slightly better simply because uh, they might have a higher ceiling if things pan out with some of their skill players. Um, but that's really about it there. Um, where, where are you, Cam, on the on the Vikings? You- I got a couple. I got to address a couple of things first. There's a there's some blasphemy going on in this chat. You guys, this is Aaron Rodgers. We're I, talking about. I said he's going to win the division for this team. I'm okay, I'm just like saying. I, I don't need it. He's not going to be the MVP this year, which is fine. I don't need that. But this is Aaron Rodgers. But t- this is the second or third best quarterback I've ever seen play in my lifetime. Not all time, but my lifetime. <laughs> So weak receiving core, weak receiving core. I'll give you all that. It's fine. But like you said, the Vikings is a fun discussion. Coach Kevin O'Connell. I love what he can do with that offense was so awesome. Even with a defensive minded old school coach and Mike Zimmer. So I'm excited to see what Justin Jefferson, Kirk cousins, and the boys can do there. And the lions and bears is fun is, is an interesting conversation. I'm not a Justin Fields uh, person at all. I don't, I don't believe in him as a NFL starting quarterback to be successful. I just feel like the lions were really close to winning a few more games last year with hopefully golf can see some improvement. Some of those draft picks work out. We could see something there potentially. Yeah. I think, I think we kind of hammered this division. Uh, I think, I think two of these guys will be playoff teams. All right. Now in the, in the South, all right, I think the South, we should all agree on the division winner in the South. Um, and so far, we haven't anywhere else in the NFC, despite saying the NFC was easier. I find that interesting. We agreed more in the AFC, despite thinking the AFC was harder. Um, so in the South, I have the Buccaneers, then I have the Saints, then I have the Panthers, and then I have the Falcons. Cam, are you similar to me there? Yeah. The important parts are the same. This is Tampa. This might be the easiest division pick I've had all night. This is Tampa Bay until Tom retires in this division. New Orleans is second. I have Atlanta over Carolina simply because I just don't know about CMC's health. That's where I'm at with the Panthers. Well, I think I think whoever they have at quarterback, whether it's Baker, whether it's any of these, maybe not Sam Darnold. Uh, is better than Marcus Mariota at this point. Um, and, and that's really it. That's really the only difference. And then the coaching situation in uh, Carolina is slightly, Matt Rule, slightly better than what you're looking at in Atlanta. Um, that, that's, that's where I am at. Kyle, where are you at with this division? I'm with same with you guys. One, two, 
Uh, I see Carolina number three, and then the Falcons still at number four. Like you said, Tom's going to run this division. There's no real opponents. Maybe the Saints push them to a closer game still, just defensively, but that's about it. I don't see anything on stopping Brady injuries that they've done the last few years with their team. Right. Yeah, I think the Bucks sort of ran into some injuries last year that derailed them a little bit. Obviously, they had that almost huge comeback against the Rams. Um, I think the Buccaneers are still a talented team. Like, they added Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. It's like, you look around, like, all four receivers they have are, you know, studs. Uh, they got they might have lost Gronk, supposedly. We'll see. But they've got um, still got playoff Lenny, you know. they've uh, Cameron Brayton there. Rates there, uh, OJ Howard's there. Um, so yeah, I think I think well, actually OJ Howard was cut yesterday. Well, oh, he was cut yesterday. He was part of cut day. Well, they've got Kyle Rudolph now, right? Actually, so that might explain why OJ Howard was uh, was cut. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that pretty much winds up the South. There's not much else to discuss there. Uh, Carolina's quarterback situation will be interesting. I think the Falcons also might be a team that tanks uh, and become goes in the Bryce Young sweepstakes. Uh, but that's about it there. Uh, in the East, I, was, I got the – let's see who I got here. Oh, this one's tough. I've got the Eagles, and I've got the Cowboys. Then I have the Washington whomevers, and then I have the Giants in last. Four for four here, sir. Four for four. Uh, Philadelphia you sure you is... pick, you sure you don't want to pick the Giants like last year? <laughs> that was the worst pick ever. No. Uh, the Eagles. Eagles, to me, are – they're not as popular as Dallas, but they have by far the best team in this division. I don't think it's really that close, really, to be honest with you. I think it's not, not much, not, not much fun to say here, really. Um, as I said before in the show, I'm not a Jalen Hurts guy, but I'm even less on Dak Prescott than Jalen Hurts. So, in terms of what I think about what a I think winning Philly quarterback just is, a sl- Philly just has a slightly better team around them. Kyle, where are you on this division? No, I got to be a little different here. I got to put the Cowboys at number one and then the Eagles at number two. And then we can just, we can just stuff at the bottom, the commanders and the uh, Giants because they're irrelevant still for the next, I think at least the next 10 years. So we'll just leave it at the Eagles and Cowboys fighting for one and two. Yeah. The, the thing about the commanders that's interesting though, is they won their division a couple of years ago and then they just decided they didn't need a quarterback. Like if they had actually pursued like a quarterback there, were, that was the year that a lot of quarterbacks changed teams like Matt Stafford changed teams and, and, and whatnot. And if they just didn't really seem interested in doing that, which I found perplexing. Um, so yeah, Dan Snyder. What was that? The Dan Snyder effect. Yeah. I don't yep. know. They, they didn't seem like they wanted to like be a good football team. It, it, that was weird. Cause they, you know, Chase Young's an amazing defensive player. Uh, yeah. So as far as the Eagles and Cowboys are concerned, I like, I like Dallas, but I, as far as I know, Michael Gallup and uh, uh, Amari Cooper are going to be hurt to start the year. Tyron Smith's out for the year. What was that? Tyron Smith is also out for the year. Yeah. So you're looking around at that roster. It's a little depleted. And then in the receiving core, CeeDee Lamb might be great, but he's going to now draw everyone's best corner. Um, and if there's no Gallup. Too many, drop, too. Too many drops for me. Yeah, big droppy, big droppy yeah. guy. Uh, so I've got yeah, a hot like take not... on the Cowboys, though. What's that? Is that if the Cowboys start Tony Pollard over Ezekiel Elliott this year, they win the division. 
That'll oh, never absolutely. happen. That'll never happen if, with Jerry. It'll never happen. Jerry, yeah, it won't happen. But if they did, they were smart. Trade Zeke. You got a good player coming Who's in. Trading for that contract, who is who is trading for that contract? Are you there's trading for that contract? And, there's plenty of teams out there that are willing to do it. Don't yeah, there, there's it. a certain team, Cam, out in LA. They don't really have to abide by the salary cap, apparently. Uh, and they that helps them win Super Bowls, if you haven't heard. Um oh, Lord. So they might they might be a team that uh, they might be a team that would go for that. But I agree, Diesel. I mean, Tony Pollard. I said this on my fantasy preview show last week because I'm really down on Zeke in fantasy. A lot of people are still on him. It's like, guys, we're like two or three years past him being a fantasy running back. So, and if you translate that to real life, he's older, he's slower, he's in more injury. What was that? Bigger. He's bigger. Yeah. Big time. Like weighs way too much yeah i I, i'm I'm with you i think dallas is talented offensively still right but i mean i just look at coaching look at the way their season ended against san fran they don't know how to do the two-minute drill or whatever you know it's just those little things where i think philly sort of believes in themselves there's some confidence in philly where um you know i don't know a ton about their coach i mean i like jalen hurts as a character guy i think he elevates people in that regard like he's a no drama quarterback he went through all that Carson Wentz drama never really said a word um so I think Philly just sort of has that it factor in terms of just being able to uh weather the storm there uh so all right I guess we'll start with Kyle then we'll work back uh your rankings for playoffs in the NFC Ooh, that's a that's a great question uh I'm going to go with that number one that I have is the Bucks. Based on their schedule this year, I think they have a much easier schedule compared to most teams, so I see them being a number one. Number two, I see, surprisingly, the Rams being number two. Coming in at number three, I'm seeing the Vikings are going to win. Like I said, they're taking the number three seed. Then at number four, I have the Cowboys taking it. Surprisingly, the Cowboys will make it and win that division. It'll be the last game of the year. They'll have to win it. Miracle happens. They win it. First wild card spot is definitely going to the Niners. No question about it. Niners are making that next wild card spot. Then behind them, number six, the Packers. Packers will be the next team going in. And then my last wild card team is going to have to be based on just pure talent. It's going to be the Cardinals. No. Oh, All right. Cam. Okay. Then we'll debate. All right. All right. All right. Just my seedings. I have Green Bay one, Tampa Bay is two, San Francisco three, Philadelphia four, LA Rams are five. I have the Minnesota Vikings six. And probably I'm going to be the minority here. I have the Saints as the seventh seed in that last wild card spot. All right. I'm not, I'm not too far off of you guys. Um, I think. So a lot of it depends on the 49ers QB situation, but I'm going to assume that Trey Lance plays the whole year, and these were my original picks. All right, so I got Buccaneers 1, Rams 2, Packers 3, Eagles 4, Cowboys 5, Cardinals 6, Vikings 7, 49ers first team out, then the Saints, then the Commanders, Panthers, Lions, Bears, Seahawks, whatever. So now if, if Garoppolo plays for the – 49ers all year and you know, or not. Who was your seventh seed? Sorry. Who was the last playoff team for Vikings you? Were the last team in. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Vikings were the last team in, you know, they've got too much talent, in my opinion, to miss the playoffs unless something bad happens or some, or O'Connell turns out to not be a good head coach. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if, if Garoppolo plays for the uh, 49ers for most of the year, or if he comes in or something and, you know, they end up 10 and seven or whatnot. Yeah. I could see them pushing a team like uh, Arizona or Minnesota, even out of the, out of the way. Um or even a team like Dallas. I think those wildcard teams are really in flex. Saints, I don't hate that pick because I do think Jameis sticks around, which he didn't last year for a full season. Um, he is still a you know competent NFL quarterback uh, in terms of he's better than a guy like Drew Locke or uh, Geno Smith, who we're going to go see Tron on the field in Seattle. He's better than a guy like Davis Mills or Mitch Trubisky, who might start in the league this year um or Jacoby Brissett so I, I do like the Saints I don't think they're gonna ultimately have enough gas in the tank to make the playoffs um and I don't think there's enough talent on the offensive side of the ball um despite Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas you, you start to look at the rest of the roster and it looks a little thin even especially their offensive line if they're going to be a running team um so yeah that's where I'm at with New Orleans but I, I agree with you guys um, how do you see the playoffs shaking out? Because one thing, Cam, you had the Packers at one, but we know that Packers at, at Lambeau doesn't always translate to Super Bowl appearances. So how do you guys see the playoffs shaking out? And this will help us uh, transition here to the home stretch in the, in the NFC. Okay, so... You don't have playoff. to give every single round, but just like, you know, ultimately the conference championship. So I'm just, I'm just going with, I believe that the... I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win this conference. That's where I'm just going. And based off a lot of points you already said, Will, I don't have much to say about the NFC. I trust Green Bay in the regular season. I think they'll win 12 to 14 games. But Lambeau has not produced home playoff wins for them. That's been pretty consistent. Um, the, the real threat to me, to Tampa Bay, is honestly San Francisco. But if I had to put San Francisco and Tampa Bay next to each other, I think it's Tampa Bay pretty comfortably. If, if Tom Brady comes back engaged and healthy and ready to go, as we all believe that he will be, this roster is much better than he's had previous years as well. So I believe they're going to win the uh, NFC. It is hard. It is hard. Just quickly before Diesel jumps in, it is hard for me because I really, I really want the Jimmy G versus Brady Bowl, and we were robbed of that last year thanks to the effing Rams um, and their stupid ass <laughs> comeback that. <laughs> Matt Stafford throwing the ball from out of his ass again. Well, we all, all us Pats fans wanted that ball. We wanted that game. Just for selfish popcorn reasons. I didn't have a rooting interest really. All right. So Diesel, where, how do you see these playoffs shaking up? Are your, are your Rams going to get back to the conference championship? You're muted. I see you playing that hat though. He was waiting I, to I put it on the hat because I do see them coming back again this year. The issue is going to depend on who they face in the playoffs. I think that's the key question every year. Who's going in hot and who you're playing? And if they've got to play the 49ers this year, I don't think they're going to win the playoffs this year if they have to play the Niners. Any other team, they can beat. If they have to see the Niners in the playoffs, I don't see them going all the way. The Niners will take it all the way. You see Just them beating Tampa? I see them beating Tampa because I don't see Tampa staying healthy. They're already missing two or, two or three of their starting offensive linemen to start the year. That's, that's actually of injuries. a huge point. That's a great point. And how, healthy, and how healthy has Julio Jones stayed throughout his career the last few years? He's 
Last year, what did he play? Three or four games fully? Well, I don't think they're going to rely on him to be the number one receiver. In- we got God, no, we got Chris Godwin there. Mike Evans is there. I mean, there's options. But you're you're yeah, right about Bob. the offensive line. Nick Jensen, I think is his name. He's out. Brian, the- Je- Brian, Brian Jensen, Jensen, the center. Yeah. yeah. Really important, really important piece for Tom and the team. I agree, Kyle. It's a good point. Okay, so for me in the, the, the playoffs, I'm I'm with you guys a little bit here. Um, I think it is eventually the Rams and the Bucks finding their way in the NFC title game. Um, they they are the teams that have the most experience. Uh just overall, like there's a lot of veterans on both of those rosters, um, not just playoff experience, but just NFL years under their belt. And I believe in that. Um, I also like, I do like uh, Byron Lefwich, not sorry. Well, yeah, I like him, but I, uh, Todd Bowles getting a second crack with a still pretty good defense. I do. So I think that's a little bit underrated. Obviously when you talk about the Buccaneers, your mind goes to Brady in the offense, but that's still underrated uh, part of that team. Uh, that I think underachieved last year and could have a bounce back year. Obviously, their Super Bowl performance in 2020 was so great. Um, and then uh, the Rams are a team that look. I mean, Kyle's pointing to his hat, but it's it's real. I mean, they've they've got the Sean McVay factor. Um, I, I think it's fair to start labeling that as a factor. Um, and 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 they have they they have the they have the offensive pieces still. Um, despite OBJ question mark and and they've got Cooper Cup and Cam Akers back who was hurt a lot of last year. Um, so yeah, I, I still believe in the Rams. Ultimately, I think the Rams win the NFC again. Um, mm-hmm. and that's my pick. Um, I don't know who you guys have winning the conference. I think you said Buccaneers, Cam. Yes, I have I have Tampa beating San Francisco. And then you had who'd you have the Rams beating? Diesel? The Bucks. The Bucks. All right, so we we're all pretty close there. Just flipping back over the AFC here, um, I said Chiefs over Bills in the AFC title game, and so therefore my Super Bowl, we finally get the Chiefs Rams Super Bowl that we've wanted for like five seasons. We finally get it, and I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Okay, so I have the reverse <laughs> result of that AFC championship game. I have Buffalo getting over the hump and beating Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. And then I have Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl over Buffalo for another championship for Tom Brady. Again, a much improved roster for Tampa Bay, even with these health concerns. I still think Tom has more help than he's had previously. And and this is one of the best rosters that's been with Tampa in this tenure. So I do believe we're going to get another Tampa Bay Super Bowl championship. It would be great if he could beat the Bills in a Super Bowl. That would be awesome. I would love it. That would be perfect. <laughs> Diesel, who are the Rams being in the Super Bowl and why? Because I already know that you're. I'm going with the Super Bowl odds. Everyone's predicting. I'm seeing it as week one translating to the Super Bowl. Bills, Rams. It's going to be the Bills' first time making it in a long time. They're going to be praying. All the Upper New York fans are going to be happy until they realize oh, shit, only Von Miller's made it to the playoffs on this team, and we don't know how to play in the playoffs for the Super Bowl. So so the Rams, I see, winning over the Bills as the Bills go on to beat the Chiefs after they had their rematch again this from last year after the coin toss, this time coming back. They're not having a coin toss to win the game this time. All right. 
So I love, I love this because all three of us have slightly different but very similar elements to their to our Super Bowl picks. And I guess my final word on my teams before we get to our last individual component, final word on my team is that my my pick of the Chiefs is based on really one factor. It is right now we we led most of our AFC discussion by oh my gosh this. This discussion, this conference is wide open. This conference is so stacked. We didn't spend a lot of time about talking about the Chiefs, the team that is somehow, some way, much like my Patriots did for the majority of my life, finding their way when it mattered into these big games, into the last couple weekends of the season. And it is for that reason that I believe Kansas City has a little bit of an axe to grind. They have everybody telling them that they only beat the Bills because of a coin to us. They have everybody laughing at them for blowing a game at home uh, to a team they should beat. Um, they in in Bengal in the Bengals they were better they were a better team on paper and they lost that game. And so I think Kansas City has a little bit of an axe to grind. They see Tyreek Hill leave and people think oh they're not this good anymore. And I think just something about Mahomes, he's still so uber competitive. And look. I'll be the first one to say that he's often overhyped. Like he'll throw an incomplete pass and people will celebrate an incomplete pass. But I, I, I think that, uh, I think that they have, a, they have a chip on their shoulder. So that's my defense and my last word on, on the teams. I don't know how you guys feel about, about my take, but that, that's. Well, I'm-, I'm, I'm with you. Will. I mean, it's really funny when Kansas city can be underrated in a conference right. or a division. I mean, to me, that's just, that's right. That's one, that's like our Patriots. That's New England-esque. It's, it's hard to bet against that. I'm just going with, I think the Bills have improved defensively. And I, I think I'm playing a little bit of the NFL averages, right? Not every situation is like the Patriots when they got to nine Super Bowls in 20 years. I think Buffalo is due to get over that hump. I really do. Yeah. I like Josh. I'm a big Josh Allen fan. I think they have just enough. I think it's going to be a great game. The rematch, we're going to get the rematch. Um not much to really say about my Super Bowl pick. It's Tampa Bay. It's Tampa Bay. It's Tom Brady. It's Chris Godwin. It's Mike Evans. Right? It's a, it's a group that's been together. That's uh, ironic that you said yeah. not everybody can be the Patriots, and then you basically picked Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl again. <laughs> I picked Tom Brady. <laughs> the, law of Tom averages, Brady. the law of averages is the guy that made the Super Bowl like 12 times and 10 times in his career. Is hey, it evens out. You got Tom, you got Tommy, who makes it all the time, and you got the Bills, who have made it since the 90s. Right. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Diesel, I, I, know, I know you're high on the Rams as your team, uh, but I don't think you're too far off having them win either. No, I mean, Sean McVay's been to the Super Bowl twice in, what, his seven-year career as a head coach, not even. That's pretty successful for a young, very young coach. So for him to be able to do that is great. And, like, a, they've signed everyone back. You have the triple – crown coming back Cooper Cup and let's not forget about Robinson coming over from the Bears to sign with the Rams I think Will for your fantasy talk I think he's a quiet sleeper that people are forgetting about like he was an elite receiver for the Bears when he first came on and then sadly the Bears don't know how to draft a quarterback ever so um, just like with the Bears or the uh, line situation they brought Matt Safford in boom flourished I think it's just McVay just knows how to coach a team like like Bill knows how to coach the Patriots McVay knows how to coach a team. No argument here. All right, so who's winning the MVP? I'll go last because I think I have a little bit of a wild card there that we sort of hinted at about an hour ago. But 
Uh, Diesel, we'll start with you. Who's winning the NFL MVP and why? I'm going with this is the this is a you guys might be shocked by it, but I'm going with Justin Herbert oh. as the MVP this year. <laughs> I knew Cam would not like it, but I, I just he's been proving the stats over and over again. It's always going to be a quarterback. It's no other position. Let's be real here. It's got to be a quarterback. And I just like his numbers. I think he has everything he needs. If the receivers can stay healthy, the guy's been learning over and over how to make the right plays, learn from his mistakes. I think he's going to be the guy who wins the MVP this year. Yeah. Man, I was clapping because that was my pick. I thought I was going to be alone on that one. I love Justin Herbert. I think I think this. I'm a little bit out there with the MVP pick. And here's my main reason for this pick for MVP for Herbert. I don't think Brady's going to be in the running. I think Rogers voter fatigue is there. Kyle's right. It's a quarterback award. So I'm looking for a quarterback that's going to be healthy and puts up huge numbers with huge pass attempts. And I think is really, I think to me is right up there with Burrow and Josh Allen. So it's it's a toss up right there. I just love love Burrow. Herbert's opportunities to throw. He's going to have a lot of great – he's going to have a lot of opportunities to get numbers. I think the Chargers are going to be right there and contending. I'm with, I'm with Kyle. I love Justin Herbert for MVP. I can't believe he took that from me. All right. So, if I had to pick a quarterback, it probably would be Herbert or Burrow, one of those younger guys as opposed to the Brady or Rodgers because you're right, there is some voter fatigue there. And plus, like at that point, like most people just know that they're good, you know – uh, although Aaron Rodgers does seem to randomly win. My pick, though, I'm not going to the quarterback. It's been 10 years since Adrian Peterson won the won as a running back. I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. All right. So we we were blowing smoke up the you-know-whats of the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and we talked a lot about Matt Ryan replacing Carson Wentz. We have to remember that we talked a little bit about fantasy, but in real life, Jonathan Taylor is the X factor on that roster He is probably a top three running back in football. And if he stays healthy and they pound the rock and look at Matt Ryan's career, he's been, he's been the most successful when he's had also a good running game to open up his passing game. If you look at those years, he had Devonta Freeman down there. So because of that, I think they're going to utilize Taylor. I think he's going to get a ton of carries, ton of red zone touchdowns and a lot of yards. And those are the three things that translate um, to running backs winning this award, whether it be LT 15 years ago or 10 years ago with um, with AP, but we're due. We're due for running back, and that's why I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. Plus, I got to be a little bit different. Will, can I just ask one point? What do you think it's going to take for yards and touchdowns for that to be a reality? Oh, agreed. Like, to me, it would have to be close. It would have to be 25 rushing touchdowns in Florida with 2,000 yards at least. So there's right. 17 games. There's 17 games now that helps. So because uh, it's an extra game of to yep. back up yards, and especially if the Colts are fighting for a playoff spot, he'll still be a factor. If he stays healthy, and there's 17 games, and he averages, what is it? Uh, let's say two touchdowns every three games or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how the math would work out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He'd have to basically get about at least a touchdown per game. So at least 17. Well, LT had like 30 touchdowns, his MVP. Yeah, or so total. That's what I'm saying. 
he'd have to get at least one. So that's 17, maybe even two per game on average. He might have some games where he gets three or four. Uh, if he goes off, you know, you never know. Sometimes that happens And yards yards. I would say, I would say 2000 is the magic number. If he can get to 2000 and let's say he only has like 23 touchdowns. I don't know. And the Colts are good. And there's not, and a it, de- it, de- it depends on the quarterback numbers. Right. But too. There, has to, there usually has to be a quarterback that's running away with it. You know yes. what I mean? Like every year yes. there's like a quarterback that like pulls away. And by the time like like Rogers last year, by the yeah. time Thanksgiving rolls around, you kind of are like, Oh, that there's these two guys are going to win. You know, so if Jonathan Taylor's in the conversation in around Thanksgiving and there's not a quarterback who's thrown, what, 45 touchdowns is probably what it's going to take to win MVP as a quarterback nowadays. At the baseline, I think, yes. You'd have to, you'd have to, uh, maybe 40 to be conservative. You'd have to say that if if it's coming down to maybe Herbert with 40 touchdowns, but the Chargers are like a scrapping for a wild card spot. It's going to be a little tough if the if the Colts are running away with their division and Herbert, I'm sorry, not Herbert, Taylor has 24 touchdowns already through 15 games. I don't know. So I'm with you on that. It would take it would take something special for a non-quarterback to win. Yeah, so I, I like think, I like the Taylor pick though. If I do. He gets between 25 and 30. I think that's safe, especially if he gets to 2,000 yards and the Colts are a good team. Because uh, if you look at the, the, I don't know how good that 2012 Vikings team was, but that 06 Chargers team was 13 and three or something like that. That Vikings team was a wild card team for the record. Yeah. I remember that. Okay, so yeah, I mean, if it's close, I don't know. There has to be a quarterback that's pulling away. I guess for it to be a thing. But this could right, be the know. year, though. Well, this could be the year because, like, like I said, Brady and Rogers might not be in the voting just based off of. You know, voter fatigue for Rodgers. Brady's getting older. The numbers might not be there the same, even though he had a great year last year. This might be a great chance for Taylor. For the, They're going to be pushing way harder to win that division versus Brady, who might be able to rest a little bit towards the end this year. So yeah. I'm with you on all the points. Kyle, how do you feel about running backs winning the award? I, I honestly just don't see any special any one besides the quarterback winning it now. I mean, Matthew Stafford's had two guys who have been triple – crowns and neither of them won mvp those two years and that's a lot it takes a lot to win to get those stats i think it's it's harder for receivers though it's harder for receivers but yeah i get it i feel i understand you make a great point there calvin johnson never won it and cooper cup if any receiver was going to win it last year was the year to do it for him That's, that's right running backs are different though because like i said if when it quarterbacks get all the credit for receivers um and so that's why like quarterbacks typically win these awards um but yeah you make a great point a great all of us all this whole show like if randy if randy moss with 23 touchdowns can't win the mvp in 2007 or if cooper cup it's way harder for a receiver the last receiver to win it i believe was jerry rice well if i had the list up earlier i can pull it up oh yeah i have it right here i had it before because i wanted to make sure i got that stat right the last receiver to win. Hold on. It's been a long time. No, I'm going. Okay. So I'm going back through the eighties here. I'll start. So I'll start. In, right. I'll start in 1980. All right. Cause that's like as far back as I'm willing to go on here. Cause some of these people I don't know a lot about before. Uh, 
So Ken Anderson, Mark Mosley was Mark Mosley was a place kicker for the Eagles, the Redskins at the time, and the Oilers. All right, so he won as a kicker. That's interesting. Joe Theismann, Dan Marino, Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen was a running back. Lawrence Taylor as a defensive player in 86. John Elway, Boomer Esiason, Joe Montana, Joe Montana. Thurman Thomas was a running back. Steve Young, Emmett Smith, a running back. Steve Young again. Favre, Favre, Favre and Barry Sanders tied in 1997. Barry Sanders a running back. Uh, Terrell Davis won as a running back in 98. Kurt Warner in 99 as a quarterback, obviously. Falk, Marshall Falk as a running back in 2000. Then we had Kurt Warner, Rich Gannon, Steve McNair, and Peyton Manning tied. Rest in peace, Steve McNair. Uh, Peyton Manning in 04. Sean Alexander in 05. Running back. LT in 06. 07 was Brady. That's why Moss didn't win. Brady had 50 touchdowns. Uh, 08, Manning. 09, Manning. Brady in 10. Rodgers in 11. Then Peterson in 12. And 13, Manning. In 14, Rodgers, 15, Cam Newton, 16, Matt Ryan, 17, Brady, 18, Mahomes, 19, Lamar, and then Aaron Rodgers the last two years. So it's been since – I don't think a receiver has ever won. In I, I say, I gotta, history, no rice, huh? That's surprising to me. That's yeah. surprising. Triple crown winner. So a receiver, it's not going to happen because a running back can still be seen as a team leader, Right. You know, a running back can carry a team yeah. like Peterson, Alexander, or Barry Sanders. A receiver, if Randy Moss, Cooper Cup, Jerry Rice, if those guys aren't considered team carriers, then. Yeah, Jerry it, Rice came in fun. second in 1987. Yeah. He was second in 1987. And then Randall Cunningham was a quarterback. He was second in 1903, uh, sorry, 1990. So Jerry Rice was second. Jerry Rice was fun to pick. It's fun to go with Cooper Cup, right? It's fun to pick that, but it's not really realistic. I think the only non-quarterback you could ever consider for this for this year is Jonathan Taylor. I think anything else is foolish, non-quarterback wise. So now, I'm with you on that. I did find there up until 2009, there were two NFL MVP awards given, one by the AP and one by the Pro Football Writers. So in what year was that? 1987, Jerry Rice won the. Uh, Pro Football Writers Association MVP, but he wasn't the AP MVP, which is what we use as the standard. And AP is what we recognize for MVPs historically. Yeah. Um, Guys, do you have any final thoughts here on this NFL season before we wrap up? I thought we did a hell of a show. 90 minutes of just pure all, all ball, no politics, really, no stupid discussions about Deshaun Watson or live golf like last time like we kept it all ball no politics and I think it was fun I think we're in for a hell of a season and um, it's going to be pretty fun to watch if you're a fan of literally almost every team except maybe the Falcons the Seahawks maybe the Texans I mean maybe the Bears or something but most teams you're going to be in it every week is going to be exciting and um, I'm looking forward to it kicking off We'll get our fantasy team going up this weekend again. I got to send out the invite tonight. But, yeah, do you guys have any final thoughts? No? I'm just uh, really excited for this season. Um, it's going to be a good – it's going to be a great season. I think it's more open than it's been before. You will, We'll see a changing of the guard. 
in terms of our top quarterbacks in the league somewhat. Some of the young guys taking the next step up there. And looking forward to see what happens. Um, it's going to be a great season. Kyle? I'm excited to see some football again. Let's go. I mean, time to see, time to put the pads on. Time to see the guys hit each other. It's, it's time to get going. So hard knock ball. But I'm excited to see what happens. Anything can happen. We'll see. Anything can happen between the start of September to the end of this stuff. I'm just excited to be I agree. I agree. And it feels like fall today, guys. I can see Kyle with the outside in your background that the sun's already going down at this time. So, I mean, that's a signal and we're there. All right, listeners, you can head on over to at home field pod on Instagram. Give us a follow over there. Also leave us a five star review and subscribe um, to both shows. We'll be, I'll be back next week with an additional pod. We'll have you guys back on in a few weeks to debrief, maybe in the middle of the year to see what went wrong, if it's going wrong so far and what went right. But guys, thanks for coming on. You've been listening to Home Field Advantage. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Will. Thank you. If you liked this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite provider, including Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to also check out Filling Up with Kyle Diesel, a brand new program developed under our network. Home Field Advantage, The Morning Advantage, Diego Daily News, and Filling Up are presented by Sportland USA, and the opinions shown on them do not reflect those of any other company, outlet, person, or entity.